The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our DC. What's up, Boston? This is Dave. And have you got your throne on, kids? Because it's time. It's almost time. The countdown is on. To find out who will uh, ascend to the Iron Throne. And if you don't watch Game of Thrones, that's fine. We don't think any less of you. But please, for the love of God, don't tell us, Am I the only one who doesn't watch Game of Thrones? Because nobody gives a shit, okay? Nobody cares if you don't watch the show, all right? And by the way, you should watch it. We're not going to make you watch it, but you should watch it. And I think my guest would agree. Please say hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to Lisa Healy. Hold on, I need a, a, a applaud. You can't hear it, uh, Lisa, but the, the crowd is on their feet applauding you. Lisa Healy is, <laughs> is, is, is my buddy who I've known from way back in the day. We used to work together at Lawyers Weekly. We're writers. She's been a writer much of her career. Right now, she is the president of Bluebird Day Creative, where she's kind of like a general contractor for all things creative. If you need something written for your website or for sort of any marketing material you need. She's awesome. How am I doing, Lisa? You're doing great. Okay. <laughs> Other than the fact that is there is there anyone who doesn't watch Game of Thrones? Idiot. I guess there is. Idiots. Pe- <laughs> people in pr- Not that I'm friends with. People in prison, people trapped under heavy things, people chained to uh, I don't know what. So, um <laughs> not only not only are you a fan of the show, but you've actually read the books. And that yep. puts you in a rarefied air because of all the people that say they read the books, they didn't read the books. Come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Well maybe they skipped maybe they skipped part of the fourth book where there there's there are fifty different characters whose names don't have any vowels in them. Yeah. Oh well that, that's, <laughs> other than that, that, that sounds other than that, other than that yeah, other than that, I highly recommend them. Okay. It, even if you've already seen the TV... I mean, I've seen the TV shows. What, what do I need to... Although they diverge, right? Like, we're at a point of diversion now where the the, the TV show ran ahead of the books, right? Because what's his name? Santa Claus can't get his act together. <laughs> Germ. We call him Germ. He's oh, okay. the best in the know with the books. George R. R. Martin. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, what I'll say as a plug for the books, I guess, is that... You know, I first heard about Game of Thrones by reading a New Yorker article about it, um, about the books before there was even a thought to have, I don't think, a thought to have a television show. And at that time, he was getting death threats because he hadn't put out the fifth book and it had been so long. People were going crazy. Um, Yeah. And he had to go into like hiding in a bunker in New Mexico or something. Oh, sweet Um, Lord. This is is why the the terrorists hate us, because we care too much about some stupid story about, you know, dragons and uh, (laughs) and ships and shit. Anyway, you were saying. Right. Well, that's because we need we need to we need to escape our reality. Right. Political, political reality, right? So we need yep. Game of Thrones, which is another reason I recommend the book. But I will say, if, even if you watch the shows, um, with the exception of this season where they're really diverging from, you know, there are all these prophecies and different things in the books. And what I found really interesting was being able to watch the shows and say, wait a minute. You know, like, for example, when Cersei, that flashback that Cersei has, I think season maybe five, when she's like mm-hmm. 13 years old and she goes with her friend to see a witch and the witch tells her she'll have three kids and gold will be their crowns and gold will be their shrouds. And in the book, that continues on. She flashes back to the present. Of course, she's on a balcony staring because that's what she does. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the book, they go on to have this Balancar prophecy, which you've probably heard about, which is that she'll be killed by her little brother. So she assumes it's Tyrion. Right. And, right. but ja- Jamie was born second. So, you know, in the past couple of weeks, there's been mm. all this buzz that from the book that, you know, maybe they'll show the rest of the prophecy because they didn't not have it. They just flashed forward before the witch said it. Wait. Um, that, you know, our, yeah. no, you're, are you yeah, saying no. there's, there's still more in the final episode that we might learn about that? 
Well, no, because Cersei apparently, unless she's going to survive, you know, the red keep falling down on top of her. She's no, dead. she's dead. No, I get that. I get that. I get that. No, but I, I guess. So, I don't, but, yeah, go ahead, Lisa. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I think. Yeah. No, I think well, what was interesting about the prophecy was that, you know, everybody and and she thought it was Tyrion who was going to kill her. Um, and, you know, people kind of forget that Jamie was actually the twin that was born second. And my theory on that for a while was that Jamie was going to be killed and Arya would use his face to kill Cersei. Mm. But, you know. Why do that? Was you could just bury her in a pile of rock, right, right in the crypt where later. she belongs. <laughs> yes. So, but hey, so, it's safest in the crypt. Get in the crypt. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, it's hard to find a safe place when some crazy bitch is running around with her dragon, destroying like blocks and blocks by the second. Um, right. Uh, no, no offense, <laughs> Daenerys, but but let's call it what it is. Uh, so. Let's start with this though. What what I know you you have a hot take on the the writers of Game of Thrones, so that's a teaser right there. But have you been <laughs> have you been you're you're clear clearly a freak because you actually legitimately had me confused a minute ago talking about the goddamn prophecy, which will which which I mean <laughs> congratulations. You know more than I do about Game of Thrones, but uh, but I've out nerded you. You did. You, you've you've nerdified me uh, <laughs> right down to the my core. Yeah. So so. Have you been satisfied with this season? Or are you among the disappointed or are you among the chill out and let's enjoy it? Yeah, you know, I feel like I, I go back and forth. I feel like this season is like a little bit of an abusive relationship. Like I'll watch the show <laughs> yeah. and be either like, oh, all right, that was good. And then later on be like, no, it was not good. Or <laughs> as, as happened with this last with this last episode. Yeah. Um, you know, when it finished, I was just like in shock. I was like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to go to bed now. Yeah. You know, that's not going to happen. Um, and then the next day, and then the more I thought about it, the more I really didn't like it. But, you know, I think I didn't like it. And I, you know, in some ways, frankly, a series like this with, I don't know what, like a billion watchers and people like me who turn their HBO on and off when Game of Thrones comes back on. Um, yeah. Yeah, I literally was you on. I was, I was on the phone with my Comcast representative the other day because I finally decided I was going to stop paying for the cable box, which I've, is sitting in my bedroom unplugged. It has been for like eight months, <laughs> and like all this other shit that I added on and 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 aren't using. And uh, the the first thing the woman said was, you know, you have a lot of premium services that you don't use. I'm like, yeah, thanks a lot. That's why I'm calling. Now we're doing this dance here where (laughs) you're supposed to cut my price now because I'm threatening to leave and unplug. And she said, well, you have HBO. Don't you want to wait till the end of Game of Thrones? Like she actually said that. (laughs) And I I sat there like dejected and I started thinking, well, I could borrow somebody else's password of uh, now. You're right. You're right. You got me. You got me. I need. I need the dragons <laughs> to finish the tale. Anyway, your side. I know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and, you know, even HBO Now, which is what I watch it on, um, yep. it, like the, um, you know, the Battle of Winterfell, I was, like, looking at a dark screen all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that, oh, God, you know. That pissed me off. I need... <laughs> That wasn't yeah, that, that was yeah. That wasn't just like a little uh, complaint from the whiners of our society. I legit couldn't see it. I went. I have an HD projector. I have an HD projector. I'm I'm a very big deal. I don't know if you know that. But so the the <laughs> first time I watched it, regular TV had just a lot of trouble. I'm I'm saying to my girlfriend, "What is that? Them or the other time? Who is that? Right right there. Who is that?" <laughs> And, totally. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I watched it on the projector the second time. Uh, same problem. Can't see a thing. Yeah. So you messed that one up. Uh, yeah. Uh, cinematographer guy. Yeah. Anyway. Well, but it, was, but it was also because apparently they had to compress, like the cable companies and the internet providers right. had to compress the signal so much because so many jillions of people were watching it that supposedly that's what when it looks like there's you're like oh wait is that the snowstorm or is that my TV's doing something weird like. Yeah. You know, it looks like it looks like snow blowing across gray snow. That's actually the compression. Is that right? Yeah. So no, I, I, heard, I heard this, which is actually the most acceptable uh, reason. It does make sense because it's uh, among the most watched things ever so that they had to take special right. measures to compress the thing. But if God help me, if they if they're setting this up for like a, a special pay-per-view event, twenty nine ninety five, we're going to. Re- replay the battle. And this time, you're going to be actually be able to see it. We're going to turn the fucking lights on. 
<laughs> do they have do they have pay-per-view anymore? I think that's like a, I, I, think, know. I feel like we well, maybe are digressing and being too nerdy, too nerdy I, talking about the tech, technicalities. But I will say that I'm a little annoyed that they removed the food services coffee cup from that yeah. from the last episode. I know. It's leave, gone. You leave, watch it now. The cup's yeah. gone. Leave the warts in. Yeah. It's part of the history totally. of the show. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So... Let's get to uh, let's get to your little uh, beef about the the writers <laughs> of, of Game of Thrones. You made an interesting observation to me before we started recording, so please share with the Boston Podcast uh, listeners what that might be. Sure. Well, first of all, I, I do want to say we call them in in nerd world we call them the double D's: uh, David Benioff and DB Weiss, who are the showrunners and the writers who took over when the books ended, which was I think kind of season season five, probably. And these are um, and these are the two dudes who you hear talking the after the episode thing, right? Like stick around after the yep. episode. Did you notice that the yep. like for for season one and two, I kept looking at them going, dude, you're on like national TV on a national network. Like buy a nice shirt. Like you, they were schlubby. And then as <laughs> as the success continued, they looked they look nicer. They're dressing up nicer now. That's what I noticed. Right. Yeah, well, the double but, but I also okay. noticed that they ate that they aged a lot. Yeah, um, like I was like, wow, like do I I do look that much older? It's been ten years almost. You know, like yep. we've all looked older. Aria, everybody. Um, well, when you yeah, so, when you work so think, when you work eighteen hour days, surrounded by people wearing armor. I mean, I imagine it can wear on you. I don't know. Oh my gosh! Right, and if you <laughs> if you're if you're hungry for more Game of Thrones, just a quick plug. Yeah for um the behind the scenes i think it's called 18 hours at the paint hall um that's where they film inside in belfast it's fascinating and all that goes into it like creating a little candle that can go out when Arya places it off and um it's really interesting but they start at like three o'clock in the morning so yeah they're tired they're old Jesus. Yeah, so, uh, right. th- so those are the those are the breaks i'm giving them however however I think, you know, what makes the show so great, right? Like you can either have a plot driven show or a character driven show. And I think this show is really character driven in a lot of ways. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's really intriguing and interesting plot twists and turns. And Gurm, George R. R. Martin, is a totally brilliant writer. I mean, did you know that he actually created a Dothraki language with 9,000 words in it? I um, know, because, yeah. I, because I'm, yeah. I'm also yeah. a fan of The Office and Dwight Schrute tried to teach Dothraki to a coworker. I throat rip. False again, Doc. You throat rip. False again, D. He, she, it throat rips. False again, Doc. More of a barbaric growl. False again, Doc. Louder. You're shouting it from the back of a horse. False again, Doc. Oh my God. And so yeah, great. yeah. He, 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 convincing her that it was this exotic language when she found out it was a Game of Thrones language, she was really disappointed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did I not see that one? Yep. Anyway, so, but I think overall it's really character driven. Like we really care about these characters. They have a lot of depth. They're the Tony, they're Tony Soprano. You know what I mean? I mean, they're uh, killing someone one second and they're worried about the ducks in their backyard the next second. So I think we care about them. And so you're invested in the characters and the character arcs. And my real problem that I mentioned to you earlier was that what was interesting to me at the end of, I think last season or the middle even was like, who's left? Wow. It's like women. You know, we've got Danny, who arguably has the most powerful army in the you know known world. Right. Cersei, who's in, who's his, is his queen. Um, Sansa, who's come around to be you know a really pretty brilliant ruler. Um, Brienne, who's probably the you know most talented knight in single combat, yeah. and Arya, who's the badass ninja killer. Yeah, um, and you left the you, know, la- you left I, the best for last. I cool. mean, yeah, and our, you left. I mean, and then our, in many ways, the the story. I've always thought the story kind of revolves around Arya. the The whole arc of the of all the seasons, it was like her journey to get back home after, you know, seeing her her dad murdered in cold blood in in season one, and then her transformation. Yeah, I I right. agree with you. Okay, so we got this super powerful woman. Yeah, so you got so no complaints so far. Just, Right. So she literally grows up, grows up on the show, both in, right. you know, in reality, the actress grows up and Arya grows up and she. Oh, 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 did she, Lisa? Seasons. Did she, did she ever, by the way? <laughs> I did know, she I ever. have a problem with that. <laughs> um, but no, you know, you, I you, had, you did I'll, have I'll a problem just, with I'll that? I'll say or? about that. Go ahead. 
no, I didn't have a problem with that. I actually thought it was great. I like we're, we're talking for people who might not know what we're talking about because you're not quite <laughs> as nerdy as we are. Right. Um, you know, Arya sleeps with Gendry, and mm-hmm. Gendry is the guy who makes weapons for her. And they had been together, you know, many seasons before, running from um, the law, if you want to put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but she was so she first of all she was such a scientist. She was so herself about it. She was like, "How many people? Have, how many women have you been with?" And I was like, "She's totally asking that, not in the like, am I, you know, who do I have for competition?" But she's like, "I want to know how good he's going to be. <laughs> like, what kind of experience?" What kind of experience do you have, dude? Like, we're going to die tomorrow, and yep. I want this to be good. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I actually loved it. I thought it was great. And she's like, yeah, you know, take your own pants off. Like, I'm not doing it for you. Yeah. Um, it was, that was totally in character, which brings me That's to good. the problem. Wait, hold on. Don't, I, hold on. Hold on. Don't leave that yet. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. No, that is, so you're saying that was the medieval version of whip it out, dude. I want to see what I'm getting into. More or less. I don't know. Do people say? Do people say that? I hope not. But, uh, but I guess it's I, never I worked. So. It's I mean, I in it, fairness, it's never really worked for me. So yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, well, that's like a whole another conversation about how guys think that women want to see something that women really don't want to see. <laughs> it's not really. It's not. No, really the best I thing to know. Put in the I know. I saw the Seinfeld um, epi- Seinfeld episode where the dude <laughs> took it out for Elaine, and she was none too happy. But by the way, you said gender. Yeah, yeah, no. Yep. Go ahead. Don't tell me. That. I think I think it was more. I don't think it was take. I think it was just in her character to be like, I want to know when I'm like, if I'm getting like, if I'm going to do this one time, I want to make sure that it's going to be, you know, everything that it can be. Right. Like, so how much experience do you have? And he starts talking about like the red woman and all the things she did to him. She's like, I don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was great. I know people are freaking out because they think of her as a 12-year-old, but she's not. She's 21, and See, she just turned 22. I think he should have said, I've got a girlfriend in Niagara Falls. You don't know her. You've never met her, you know, or <laughs> or, or what, what would, the, what would the, the Westeros version of Niagara Falls be? That uh, What was that golden city from, like, season three? Karth? Is that what that was called? Oh, yeah. I've yeah. got a girlfriend in Carth. i got a girlfriend in Carth. You don't know her. She, uh, she's from out of <laughs> yeah, town. She just, <laughs> I met her across the narrow sea. Right. She's, she's in Pentos she's in now working on, on a project. Right. She's um, she's she's, she's, a, she's actually half dragon on her mother's side, so she was uh, fierce. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> she did. But we digress. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, so, you know, Arya being true to her character and then. So the problem I have is that all of these women, pretty much with the exception of Sansa, in the last episode, completely changed the entire course of their character arc in their lives. What they've been working towards, each one of them. All of them. Because a man told them to, essentially. So oh, Arya, boy. Here we her go. whole life. Go yeah. So her whole life is about, right, becoming this, this killer. And the number one person she wants to kill is Cersei. So what happens? She's like literally a hundred yards away from Cersei and a guy uh, says to her, you know, you really shouldn't do this. You don't want to be like me. You should get out of here. And she's like, oh, thank you. Yes, I, I'll leave. Goodbye. And turns around and runs away. It and was, I get it. The building was falling down around her, but she's not afraid of death. She said that a thousand times and I believe it. Yeah. She's still the Night King. Well, like, right, but it's like that—that's like the biggest notch on the bedpost in history of the show, and I don't know. Like, that's funny. I guess you, I guess you have a point. So she was on her way out when everything started going to shit. Was that what happened? Yes, the hound basically says to her, yeah. stops her in the map room, and you know has this little speech where he tells her, "You don't want to make your life about revenge." <laughs> well, dude, you maybe wanted to tell me that like five years ago because that's what my life is about. Um, And, and, you know, and all of a sudden her face, I mean, I thought Maisie Williams, the actress, did a great job with it, but her face changes and she's like, oh, Sandor, thank you. I guess so. Um, But she, uh, yeah, to me it was unexpected. So I'm not going to quibble with you on that one, but it was almost like refreshingly unexpected. Like, um. You know, she's had the list. She's gone down the list. She's killed people. She killed, like, dozens of people and then somehow had the time to grind them up into a meat pie and feed them to the... the, the isn't that what happens in, in the, at the site of the oh Red my God, Wedding? Right. There? Yeah. Well, well, but I think that's part of what I'm saying is that yeah. I think a lot of what they did in this last, last episode was 
for expediency because the double D's have to go and make three Star Wars movies. And I think they're like mentally already there. Oh, on, you know, it's a bold a statement, Healy. It's a bold statement. All right. Wait, are you going to uh, I'll you, back it up? Yeah, no, that, so, I know so you will. Move, go ahead. But, go but ahead. moving on, because I think it's <laughs> yes. not just Aria. Then there's Brienne, who I mean, the woman was in a pit in a dress with a stick fighting a grizzly bear and she didn't cry. But mm-hmm. she's going to cry when because Jamie is going to, who she's been with for one day. I know that they love each other in that other way of just like respect and friendship and united her and all that. But like, if she, it, it just doesn't seem to be in her character to stand there with her shoulders slumped crying as he rides off. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't buy that. And I just thought it was kind of a weak, like, I now can't, I'm not going to be myself and I'm going to be really sad and weepy like a high school girl over a guy. I don't know. I didn't buy that. Well, one and then me, Cersei. Hold on. Same thing. Can I? Uh, Healy, sorry. Whose podcast is this? Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. No, because I'm, trying, I'm, I'm, a, I'm still lawyering. I'm trying to back up my argument about each of them. All right. About all of them. Slow Go down, ahead. counselor. No, because I want to chime in on each one before you move on to that. That's all. Because uh, okay. I, because okay. so I actually, yeah, kind of. Well, first of all, may I say. When she was in the pit with the grizzly bear, she showed way more composure than Ron Burgundy did when he jumped into the pit with the grizzly bear. Uh, that was, of course, uh, <laughs> I'm sure everyone had that thought when it happened. Uh, so she, but you know what? She, it, it was an absolute turn. I guess as a viewer, I was just like, we've been waiting to see if she's got any soft side at all because she's this like, complete badass like warrior through the whole show and you could tell jamie was getting to her and she was you know she, she wondered if maybe she could have this life where she lives with a man by the way not hey i hate the stereotype but uh are we a little surprised she prefers men <laughs> just saying <laughs> well i think Tyrion put that out there like you know slept with men or women when oh, they were he talking about that. it that's right uh, um yeah i no, I think she definitely. I think the that they've developed her soft side the whole way through. I mean, she, you can tell there's she's such a fantastic actress, but there's so much going on, sort of behind the eyes with her all the time, and you know she really cares. I mean, she's one of. I think she's one of the characters that's the most probably other than Davos, probably the most pure and good. But we still like them. Yeah, um, she's, you know, but so, so I think, we, but I don't think, I just don't think her reaction would be to stand there and cry because her man left. I think I just, I think she'd put on her armor and go fight. Well, she's not dead yet. So we might see something else from her, right? I mean, we will see something else from her, but who knows what? Okay. I hope so. I hope. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm here to tell you about an affliction that affects millions of Americans every year. It's growing, and there's no end in sight. I'm talking, of course, about Podcast Envy. Hi, I'm George. I suffered from Podcast Envy. Sure, I had a podcast, but it wasn't the biggest deal. It was just insignificant compared to other podcasts. I felt so inadequate. Hi, I'm Buck. I felt myself consistently looking at other podcasts. They seemed so massive. My friends and I were finally able to conquer Podcast Envy when I found the Boston Podcast Network. They gave us a new podcast, a mighty powerful one too. They even gave it a name, Shawshanked. We finally had a podcast, one we could hold up high and be proud of. We were now able to whip out our podcast and expose it publicly. Thousands of people received our podcast on the internet on pod617.com. Some enjoy our podcast in bits and spurts. Many prefer to swallow it whole. Either way, don't wait any longer. Please act now. End your own podcast envy. Go to pod617.com and take hold of your own podcast. Find our podcast Shawshank. See if you can handle it. Don't be ashamed of your little podcast. Get a big one at pod617.com. Okay, so that's two, or is that three? I don't know. We'll move on to that's your next two. stuff. That's yeah, two. Okay, that's two. That, that's two with me talking enough for at least four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Cersei. Okay. So Cersei is, uh, you know, I mean, this is a woman who sat on the Iron Throne during the siege of King's Landing with her youngest child on her lap with poison so that she could poison him and herself if the city fell. Right. Yeah, but she's going to, she, yeah. So she's going to, but yet, I mean, she is cold, calculating, brilliant. She has said it and I believe it that she is the one who really listened to Tywin's lessons. And, was the was the most fit to rule in the way that he, you know, taught his children to rule. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yet she's going to cry that she's afraid to die and she's scared and Jamie hugged me. And, well, and it was, that was only at the very, like her death, it was only the very end, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, 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 at first I was like, wait a minute, Jamie's going back to kill her, not to be with her. But then I was like, all right, I kind of get it. She's his drug of choice. Like he can't really, he's, he's addicted. Um, I'll say, I, I I'll say that. this. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think any of us would have guessed that Cersei and Jamie would die together kind of at the hands of an unseen murderer. I mean, we know who the murderer was, but it's like, it's not like, totally. uh, yeah, it's not like, uh, Daenerys looked him in the eye. She's just blowing the shit out of everything. So, uh, and yeah. you wondered whether it was coming, like, you know, um, Cersei is looking out over the city and at the dragon, and and Daenerys is kind of looking in her direction. And I think er- everyone thought that at that moment she, that she was gonna just Khaleesi was gonna head straight for her, right and just take her out. Yep. But but yep. yeah, we never get that. Yeah, I don't think we would have guessed that. But maybe that's good that it was unexpected. But your whole point is that yeah, it was that yeah. it was she went out with the with cut with a whimper. And that's and that's out of character. Yeah, I just think I just think she's on the top of that pile of rocks pulling him off and trying to get out. You know, I don't think she's standing there crying and shaking and scared. I just, you know, I think she's trying to live. Um, okay. And and so, but I agree with you. It was definitely unexpected. Although I did hear someone say, and I thought it was really funny. Like, gee, who should we have kill Cersei? I don't know. Should it be Danny? Should it be Tyrion? Should it be Arya? No, let's have rocks kill her. Let's have who kill? Her? Let's have oh rocks, yeah, just rocks. <laughs> rocks. Yeah. like a giant pile yeah. of rocks will kill her. But you know, on this show, you never know. Maybe she's not dead yet. I mean, the fact that you're on first, first of all, the fact that Jamie got like stabbed in both kidneys and then runs up a thousand places of stairs. I know. I guess uh, you have you have to suspend reality. I get it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, like I'm okay so now. Maybe, I'm okay. Well, by the way, well, yeah, you you got to suspend reality because the poor hound. It, I'm I'm just trying to kill my brother here, like I said I was going to, but I guess a, a spike directly through the skull doesn't quite do it. What was that? <laughs> what, what the hell was that? Are well, we... I think the, impl- the implication is he's not human, right? Like right. he's Frankenstein. He's Kyber. He's Kyburn's monster. He's not really. He's not really human anymore. Um, so it, he's yeah. I guess he, so. Die. He's hard to kill. In the early se- um, in the earth, that was a that was a surprise because. I mean, not to nitpick, but it is inconsistent because they, as, as we know, they changed actors for that character, and which kind of doesn't matter because he's wearing a helmet most of the time. But you did see his face in, I think, season one or two, and it was this actor that I kind of recognized from other movies, like he might have been in Braveheart or something. I don't know, but uh, yep. but he did. He wasn't. He didn't have like a mangled face. He had like a normal face with a beard and shit, and <laughs> and then. Yeah, we, then he's revealed in this past episode as this is this weird grotesque, you know, creature, right? Well, I don't think I think we knew he was that because he was basically killed in that battle with the guy from Dorne. Yeah. Um Prince Oberon killed him. Well, and then Cersei okay. was like or he didn't totally kill him, but he was pretty much dead and then Cersei said to Kyburn, "Can you bring him back?" And right. since then, he's been kind of this automaton, like, killer guy. Um, okay. So, I don't know. I think that's what his scars, that's what the facial scars are for, are from. But, I see. From but yeah, attack, I, yeah. So, so yeah. here's my thing about suspending reality on Game of Thrones. Like, everybody gets all upset because now there's time travel and you can get to King's Landing from Winterfell in, like, you know, two hours. And it used to take a month <laughs> and people freak out about that kind of stuff. But I'm like, we're talking about a show with dragons. Like, you know, I it's mean. true. Yeah, no, it doesn't bother me. No, <laughs> we, yeah, we miss things that are realistic. We miss the yeah. episode. We miss the episode where they put the monorail in. You know, the monorail takes you from Fantasyland to Tomorrowland or whatever. And there's, totally. there's, there right. definitely I is mean, one. Yeah. To, you know, yeah. No, I'm with you. The train is going direct to King's Landing. Yeah, that's why I was um, okay. A lot of people hated them bringing Jon Snow back, but I'm like, you know, it's, you know, it's, we, you got to have a couple of resurrections in your show if it's going to be one of these. Supernatural things. All yeah. right. So where are we so on, your list, of, so, on your so list? On your list. So on my list, female scones. So, so I guess yeah. And that lead, but that leads into what I do have a problem with, which is I think because it's a character-driven show, I can suspend reality over like how long it takes to get to King's Landing and the fact that the mountain can't die because he's Frankenstein. But right. I have a problem with blowing up character arcs, and 
you know, I think that happened a little bit to Aria, Brienne, Cersei, Jamie, and, and obviously Danny is the biggest one. And so my, my kind of, you know, female point of view on the Danny thing, I really didn't like that she started saying things like, you know, they don't love me. They don't like me. It just, you know, and because it reminded me of the last election and women would say to me, I just don't like Hillary. And I'd be like, what do you mean? Like, explain that to me. And they would say, I don't know. I just don't like her. Yeah. And so I don't, I, I don't <laughs> oh, care. Like, does yeah. she really care? If people like her. She has the, best fighting armies in the world behind her she's like if it was a guy would she be if it was Jon Snow would he be crying that people don't love him no well Snow's had his moments where he's got that sort of soft look in his eyes and like woe is me but I think you're onto something here Lisa that Hillary uh needs dragons that's what it's coming down to right does she have one (laughs) Can she get I'll tell one you right now? If can someone <laughs> give her some eggs? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Get Hillary some eggs. Um, it couldn't hurt. Anyone uh, or anyone? Really, anyone? Yeah. Eggs? <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe that's why we love this show so much. Yes. So yeah. So I just think that the whole like, oh, it's a woman who's crazy powerful, so she has to be a crazy bitch. Yeah. Um. You know, like that. It's just a little stereotypical, and I had a problem with it. Um that she just goes crazy because it didn't make any sense. If they, if they had even done it three minutes before, before the bells ring, yep. then I get it. Yep. But like, she's won. The bells are ringing. She's done. If she really wants to go get thirsty, she can go get thirsty, but she's pretty much accomplished what she wanted. And just to have her go crazy for the sake of showing how crazy she is. I get it. Maybe they need to set it up for next week because obviously everybody's going to try and kill Danny now or John. So Snow you, probably could, will or you think, yeah, could they have done it? And still set it up and have the same people die that die. But could they have done it without Daenerys going full Mad Queen? Right? Could it have been a little more ambiguous? You know, could could it could make could maybe a few fewer they, children have been charred to death? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think they could. Have, I think they could have done that. I think if they did it a few minutes sooner before the city has surrendered and the, you know, gold cloaks or whatever have thrown down their arms. If she does it then, it makes a little more sense, but she still is showing herself to be ruthless and crazy and not breaking the wheel and not being a benevolent ruler. Um, so I just I just thought it was really... But I think they felt that they needed to build up to that with all of her craziness about right. nobody loves me and now Jon Snow won't even kiss me or be with me, so now I'm alone in the world and... <laughs> You know, women can't be alone in the world, so obviously we have to be crazy um, and kill everybody. You're making a pretty good case. You're making a pretty good case here. I I thought I was going to rebut all your points, but it it kind of is true. I wonder if anyone in the writers' room stood up and said, "You know, we're kind of we're kind of sucking the heart out of all of our female characters here." But did you tell me uh, was that on this podcast before we started that you wonder if there are any women in the writers' room? I don't think there are. I can't find any. Um, okay. And I and what I've what I've heard, I think there was actually, and I have to admit that I did not do my homework for this podcast and I didn't read it, but I heard that there That's was okay. a Washington Post article um, on a, you know sort of a feminist take on what's going on on Game of Thrones. Um, That's okay. And, it's just a podcast. Yeah, yeah, but but I right, but I do think that you know other people are talking about this, and I and I think what I've heard is that because they don't want any leaks. There's just the two of them. And I think George R. R. Martin, you know, the original author, I think he did consult um, on it, but I think that's it. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, I know I've also heard that they, that they filmed more than one ending for every character. So even the character, even the actors wouldn't really know Mm -hmm. um, how how things were going to end for them. Um, There's more than one ending. So I, I don't think there was anyone to say, and you know what? I think it's subtle enough that I don't think necessarily they would have noticed themselves what they were doing. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say you're right to produce this show. I can only imagine how freaking complicated it is to oh do it, God, you know? And so, imagine. right. And so with all the stuff going on, it is, you know, quite possible that no one stood back and said, do you realize every female character kind of went a little soft? Yeah. Uh, well, then. Or just, 
or just, you know, changed what their whole life had been about because of something a man did or said. <laughs> or uh, didn't do or say. Yeah, no. I'm, uh, well, I'm, yeah, I guess that's right. I guess that's right. There's, yeah. my, cl- there's my closing argument statement. That's outstanding, counsel. I, um, I dismiss all charges <laughs> against, um, uh, I, I will, I cannot call you, uh, hysterical female please don't um please don't show up at my house screaming uh (laughs) dracarius um so um before we get i I think we'll do like a lightning round of the game i have planned um and yet uh, so that's a quick teaser but before we get there uh predictions do you have a prediction as to who will uh who will live who will die who will ascend to the throne well, you know, it's kind of what I was talking about in the beginning that I had all these predictions based on the, they call them Easter eggs, the eggs that were planted in the books um, and in the show throughout of what was going to happen. But I felt like last week, literally, that was blown to bits. Okay. Um, I guess with what we have left right now, I think, you know, probably the remaining sane or relatively sane people like John and Davos and Sansa, I think they're going to have to rise up against. Um, Danny and try and take back control or at least cordon off the north and north of the wall and you know just have that I I don't know I I, I want to see Sam again I want Bran to do something more than sit in the chair I mean he knows you know we know history repeats itself so let's get some counsel from him mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yep what does he suggest yeah uh, and you know we know that dragons can be killed Right. Uh, some episodes they're real easy to kill. Other episodes they're hard to kill. Well, so I, I, yeah. you know, and is she always with her dragon? It's just like a lapdog, like the whole time. Like, I mean, I guess if she's smart now, she'll be with, she'll stay with her dragon. But I wonder how that'll. Right. I wonder how that'll shake out. Like, you know, the dragon's all powerful, but it's. It, I suppose it's not necessarily going to do any good if you're sitting there with the dragon and someone, you know, emerges with a bow and arrow and just shoots you through the head. I mean, before the dragon has a time to fire. I don't know. I don't know how these things work. Right. But, but you know, she seems to always be protected by the dragon. But yeah. so I guess overall, like theory, I mean, I thought Arya wrote off on, by the way, the worst name on the show. The names are so awesome. Harry Strickland. Yeah, Harry Strickland. Who <laughs> I, Strickland. I think at the NPR critic said that he was a uh, insurance salesman from Paramus, which I right. agree with. Right. Um, she rides off on Harry Strickland's horse and she's just been through. I mean, I think there's a reason they constantly kept showing her narrowly avoiding being, you know, squashed by a building or crowds, etc. I think she, you know, has transferred her, I'm going to kill this person from Cersei to Danny. Mm. Um, well, and if there was any point to having her, turn around to become more human with the hound that hound scene i think it was that she is seeing these people for the first time as people and danny's killed all these people yeah well um how about this the dragon likes Jon snow right they set that up so what if Mm -hmm. uh what if she with all kinds of mixed emotions is forced to make a choice and then says uh dracarius to the dragon uh, insisting that the dragon fire upon snow and kill him and the dragon says, eh, I kind of like this guy. And he, he doesn't. And then I don't know what happens after that. I haven't gotten that far. Could you see that happening? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I just, I think the most, I think to not do anything with the fact that Arya can wear anybody's face. I oh, mean, Winter yeah. came for House, Winter came for House Frey was just the best, uh, one of the best moments of the whole season, I thought. I agree. Um, and she has his face on and does him. Um so, but I think, you know, the Starks get back together. I think, you know, Sansa and I, and I include John in that. Like, I think Sansa, John, and Arya are forced to be reckoned with and Bran. Um, what about Bronn? So, by the way, could you, could you get a little more creative with the names? <laughs> we got a Bran and a Bronn. Like, when I go to comment on this on social media, I always get the wrong one. And they're like, do you mean Bran? Bran? No, I forget. I don't know. Well, and in the, in the he's book. Lurk, he's lurking uh, somewhere, right? Uh, he's lurking somewhere. Yeah. He's totally lurking somewhere. And I think Tyrion may go on trial for his crimes and maybe Bronn will help him out again. I don't know. Yeah. Um, for like the third time. But I hope I don't I'm not sure we have enough time for that. We've only got like 90 minutes, so I'm a little worried about yeah. that. But um, uh, well, and also, like, where's Yara? 
I yeah. know she's in real life. She was having a baby, so maybe they couldn't film her. But I was like, it would have been made much more sense for her to show up with her fleet and kill Euron. Yeah. Um, she's another one who was like, okay, I'll just go off to the island and like chill out and, um, and wait for you. And now uh, Tormund is uh, free to pursue his love, given that uh, Jamie is toast or rocks. Or yeah, what? that's true. I don't think Bran is ever <laughs> going for that. But also, like, the rejection of Ghost, that was, come on. You you spent 55 nights built, filming a battle scene, and you can't spend another whatever cost to CGI a hug, can give Ghost a hug goodbye. Yeah. I, I didn't. I couldn't. Not happy about that. Well, I know how it's yeah. going to end. What's it's going to end is uh, Jon Snow is going to walk in with a couple of his, you know, uh, compadres into uh, a local uh, eating establishment. He's going to order onion rings. He's going to put uh, a Journey song on the jukebox, and then the screen goes blank, and that's how it ends. So sorry. Totally, for yeah. and we won't know if he's dead or alive. I love that ending. Yeah. Um, well, here's what. Here's one. Here's one question. If they're going to stick to hints from previous shows. Do you remember when Danny was in the house of the undying and she has all those visions and one of them is walking through the throne room with the top burned off yeah. and it's snowing. Mm, so my okay. question is, was that snow or was it ash? Cause at the end of this last episode, it really looked like ash is falling. Cause if it's snow, I think that's a prediction. If it's ash, maybe she, maybe Danny does end up on the iron throne. Uh, I, <laughs> Are you really asking me if Maybe. it was snow or ash? Like, how, do, how the fuck do I know? But 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 I take your point. Yeah. But um, we need something to procrastinate with instead of doing work. So we're going to have to go back and watch <laughs> that episode, right? So that's just what I'm giving you and your listeners. Something something to do other than work. Right. And since you can't find the Starbucks cup anymore, go for that. Exactly. All right. So <laughs> we got a few minutes left. We're going to play a lightning round game. So we I narrowed down the candidates to the Iron Throne to... Uh, Three. So there's uh, Daenerys, Jon Snow, and we're going to throw Tyrion in there as the third. And so if you were ranking uh, the these leaders by the following categories, who would you pick? Let's start with uh, athleticism and skill. Athleticism and physical skill. I think it's eh, yeah. I think it's probably pretty obvious who that is. Who do you pick? I mean, I got to go with John. Yeah. Snow is the best, uh, unless and you can't count Daenerys' dragon, so point for Snow. All right. He might know nothing, but he fought off a lot of White Walkers in uh, on that island. Right, right. Um, and I thought it was kind of funny how in this past episode, even though he was like kind of trying to not fight the other, you know, uh, army that had been defeated – when someone brushed up against him, he would just kind of wildly swing his sword and take that guy out and take that guy out. It's like, um, have a have a better plan if you're approaching Jon Snow. Uh, the second, okay, let's, uh, sheer attractiveness. Who is the most attractive out of that three? I think, okay, Tyrion, sorry, but you're, you're, you're out of this one too. I, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a male. I got to say Danny. You're allowed to pick. Yeah, I'm a female. I got to say John Snow. All right. Point for Snow. <laughs> okay. I mean, I've, had, I've actually had a birthday cake made for me with John Snow's face on it. So we'll just leave that there. His face. Right. That's what you <laughs> tell your friends. Uh, <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> intelligence. I'll send you a picture. Okay. Oh, you got to go with Tyrion, obviously. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Point for, uh, point for Tyrion. He drinks and he knows things. He drinks yeah. and he knows things. Uh... Mm, sense of humor. I think that's, that's obvious Tyrion. too. That's the other. Yeah, the other two. I'm. Not, we're not sure if they have a sense of humor. Um, right. Uh, Although Amelia Clark, the actress who plays Danny, if you watch her out of character, she's hysterical. She's like so yeah. not who she plays. But yeah, he's the definitely Tyrion. Yeah, definitely funniest. Okay. If you were stuck in an elevator with one of these three people, who would you want it to be? Am I married in this elevator? <laughs> no, you live in in Westeros. You live in in the fantasy land. So, uh, and they and they Westeros? all and, and whatever. Oh. The, what's the whole is is Westeros kind of the whole deal or what do we call the whole deal? No, we call the whole deal the known world. No. Uh, Westeros <laughs> yeah. actually interesting. Another interesting fact for those of you who want to procrastinate and go down the rabbit hole of the internet um, is that Westeros is uh, Great Britain upside down. Oh, yeah, I've heard that whole yeah, thing. So right, we don't have. That's where he. We don't have time for that. All right. I'm in an elevator. You're Who in an elevator, right? You oh, go first. You, you know what? Okay, fine. It 
It well, it could be that elevator that they used to have on the wall, right? Didn't they have an elevator that went up and down oh, that thing? Yeah, yeah, they did. Okay. Well, I gotta well, go. I gotta go with Tyrion. He's he's a, he's a good hang. You know. Yep. Oh, I, I see. I, yeah. I see what you're saying. I, like, am I, if I'm on with Danny, am I allowed to like try to make out with her? Uh, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's looking for love. All right. <laughs> in all the wrong places. I'm still going with Tyrion. I don't um, think she, I don't think she'd be into me. I think she'd turn her nose up at me. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think that I could get give you grit uh, a run for her money, but that's why I asked about you know details. Like in, in an open air elevator on the wall. Uh, yeah, I'm picking. Uh, yeah, I'm picking Tyrion. <laughs> okay. Um, Although I would like to just stand next to Jon Snow for a few minutes. So it's, that's a hard one. <laughs> uh, we appreciate short. Appreciate your honesty. I think he is short. By the way, here's a hot, yeah. here's a good tip for if you're huge fans of Kit Harrington. If you haven't seen him in the Adam Andy Samberg movie, which was I think was an HBO movie, and I'm gonna mur- I think the name it's called The Longest Game or something like that. Or the I don't know. It's it's a complete spoof about a tennis game that kind of lasted forever, and the two combatants are Andy Samberg and Kit Harrington. And Kit Harrington is fun. <laughs> You got to see this. He's just, and he's as funny as shit. He plays it perfectly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, oh, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. All right. More. Do we have any other? Yeah, we got a couple more categories. Couple more. Okay. Um, you're a hockey chick. If you had to share a hockey game with one of these three people, who would you want to go with? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I might pick Danny there. I, she's pretty good at watching combat and giving playboy plays on how it goes i don't know i gotta pick Tyrion again she was a, i want to hang out with him okay. for a couple hours yeah and d- yeah well uh t- t- she amelia clark was courtside at a basketball game and they called her out and made fun of her she's a very good sport so that would work in her favor uh two yeah, more she's funny if uh if what about you, you? uh you the, ho- the hockey game, game. I think I might actually go with Jon Snow, just because he he's he's almost got this 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 uh, sort of uh, roguish hockey player look, and I think uh, hanging out with him would be like like maybe I'd catch I'd catch some of the attention that was uh, diverted towards him. Ah, that's my theory on that one. Plus 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 well plus Tyrion would keep complaining about he can't he can't see him in front of the uh, person sitting in front of him. He can't see over the person sitting in front. Of him. <laughs> So that's yeah, but his color commentary, his color commentary would be awesome. It would be good. You're right, Tyrion's. But, but yeah, um, and okay. You know, I had on this list. If you had to um, ask someone, no, what was it going to be? Oh, if someone asked you uh, for a loan, which one would it be? But not, then I realized the the it's it's obvious because the Lannister always pays his debt, so that would have to be Tyrion. And yeah. Um, yeah. okay, last question. <laughs> If you needed a teammate to play a game of Pictionary, which one would it be? <laughs> oh my god! Said the most important. Well, one for if us. we're gonna be if we're gonna be as sexist as the writers are, I got to pick Danny because we all know that girls draw better than boys and have neater handwriting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I think I'm. Pl- I think I'm. I think I'm picking Tyrion again because he has a fantastic. He's super smart. Has a great imagination, and he's gonna know how to draw things. Me too. And if you've ever played Pictionary as as an adult, you know you're having a couple of cocktails with it because otherwise you won't be able to tolerate it. And Tyrion seems to get smarter as he gets drunker, so I'm taking him too. Don't I we? Think... Don't we? Don't we all get smarter as we get drunker? <laughs> <laughs> you think you do? Right. Have I been fooling myself all these years? Yeah. Well, actually, one of the funniest moments from the season was when uh, Tormund. Uh, Jon Snow is is uh, brushing Tormund away. He says, uh, vomiting is not celebrating. And Tormund shrugs and says, yes, it is. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> that was great. I enjoyed that. That was great. All right. Yeah. Well, then, Tyrion, uh, if, if this is any indication, and it definitely is not, then uh, you're going to win, um, whatever that may mean. But Lisa Healy, uh, again, she is uh, – can – People find you. Do you want to give out your email address or something, Lisa? If people are um, amazed by you. Uh, well, hopefully my website will be up and running soon. It's okay. Bluebirdvt.com. But they can find me on LinkedIn, and um, that's probably the best way to get in touch with me. Um, and it's H-E-A-L-Y, not L-E-Y. Right. No uh, extraneous yeah. E. President of Bluebird Day Creative, Lisa Healy. You're awesome. Did you have fun? 
I totally had fun. This is great. I mean, oh. when do you get to talk about Game of Thrones for an hour? Who actually wants to hear your opinion about it? How about I, never? It, <laughs> well, um, I think <laughs> you. I think until now, I think you've done some good. I think we've both done some good. You expose the blatant sexism and get it right. And maybe they got one more episode to get things right, get everything right, because us I know. Pos- there's still Sansa. We still have a hope. We got we got hope. All right. But I wouldn't put your money on it anyway. And uh, let's, let's face it. The, the most qualified person frequently doesn't win. That's right. It's the cruelty of life. Mm. It's the cruelty of life. Mm. And the cruelty. We live in it. Yeah. And the cruelty that this series will end. But uh, we, I know. We, we love it's it. It's like the end of Patriot season for me, but like a thousand <laughs> times worse. because It's not going to start again in September. I'm going to be like all depressed and sad on Monday. Yeah, but just as Jon Snow is resurrected, don't be surprised if this thing comes back in some way, shape, or form. I don't know how, some kind of prequel thing or oh, something. They con- yeah. yeah, well, they, they confirmed there's a prequel that's being written by a woman, so <laughs> that should shut me up. <laughs> For a little while. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're right. Nothing. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Well, we'll have you're you back when that happens. Unlikely. Definitely. Oh, we'll have you back on the show. In fact, Healy, I may try to get you back for a, a post-game recap because people are going to be talking about this Ooh, I would love for that. a while. Uh, thank you. Yeah, for I wish I was better. I was wish I was better at predicting so we could see if I was right or wrong. Yeah, let me give you a hint. You're wrong. I don't know. We're all wrong. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's. We're probably all wrong, but I think yeah. it's most likely it's Danny or John. All right. Well, yeah, pff, bold call. Come on, <laughs> pick a side. You want Danny or John? I know. Uh, what do I want? Who do I want? Yeah, who do you want? Well, I mean, obviously I want John, and I want him to give Sansa to the North, and then she runs that. And then you want him to show up outside of your house holding a boombox blaring Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes, because that would be nice, wouldn't it? Amen, brother. My husband <laughs> would definitely be like, you can just, he'd be like, you can go. Yeah, he's got to like, he's, he's be a on your permanent hall pass for Jon Snow. John Snow channeling John, John Cusack. John, Go. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Double whammy for yeah, for I all know. the sentimental ladies out there. Yes. Uh, you're so cool, Healy. It's great to get caught up with you. <laughs> Lisa Healy, uh, Game of Thrones aficionado, an awesome writer, and all that. Thank you on behalf of Lisa. I am Dave. Thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. All past episodes of Pod 617. Enjoy your day, Boston. And once again, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. <laughs>